I don't see why we shouldn't just start a race. Mm. I, don't, I can't see a good reason. You're yawning and we haven't even started. <laughs> the disrespect. Goodness me. Oh, I can't hear the music. Ah. <laughs> Alrighty. You awake? You good? Yeah, you good. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have like a Red Bull or something. <laughs> or just be less bored. Mm. I think just do that. <laughs> be less bored of your job. <laughs> Welcome back to the Luke Kidgel Hour. I'm your host, Luke Kidgel, and we are not <laughs> recording. Yes, dude. What? Are you, how are we not? I don't know. Oh, I just hit play, not record. <laughs> Fuck. Take two. Mm. All right. Take four, three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. This is why you set the tone early with your <laughs> yawn that I fell asleep, forgot to press record. <laughs> we are recording. Now people can hear the intro music. Welcome back to the Luke Kidgel Hour for the second time. Hope you are well. That's what a group. We should uh, enter some kind of Olympic diving team because yeah. we are in sync, dude. Uh, are we a boy band from the 90s? <laughs> Hell yeah. Guys, welcome back to the Luke Kidgel Hour. I'm your host, Luke. What's up, my... Uh, uh, what are you? Co-host? Not really. No, I, just... I wouldn't say co You're like... um, Who's the guy on Conan O'Brien who sits on the couch? Andy. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're more like... Yeah, you're more like uh, the DJ on Alan. Yeah. Um, he just kind of like grooves and backs her up and usually fills a diversity quota, but you are just as white as yeah, me. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, that's, but anyway, um, Reese is here. Uh, welcome back. Today's buzzer was sent in by Kane to start the episode, and I've, I've stuffed up the buttons again. Clear. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not, I don't want to clear it. What am I doing? Music? Home. Home. Music. All right. Kane. Imagine listening to this. That'd be everyone <laughs> who's listening. <laughs> All right. And to start the podcast in three, two, one. It is time to eat ass. <laughs> that was such a strong start. And then what, what, what movie is that from? Is that I don't know. Or someone's just recorded themselves yeah. saying it's time to eat ass. All right, munch up, ladies and gentlemen. The ass eating hour has begun. Uh, get ready to uh, lick some booty. All right, that's gross. Guys, we usually get the straw here. We say it in savory ways. Mm. Um, it's not, usually we say, uh, drink my butt, not eat it. So, um, yeah, thank God all that start was off the record. Yeah. Otherwise, that would be the worst <laughs> start to a podcast. Of all time. Uh, the Geelong shows were awesome on the weekend. Thank you to everyone who came out. We did two shows in a regional town, which is crazy. And we actually we put on a third show on May 29th. If you missed out, I would love to see you there. Please come along. Probably shouldn't have done three shows. <laughs> Should have probably just taken the win. Um, 
Currently, I'm going to be performing to a half-empty theatre, so please attend. LukeKidgel.com if you live anywhere near Geelong. would love to see you there. Also, Melbourne, the encore show is over half sold out already, so that will sell out, which is very cool indeed. So I'd love to see you there. And uh, then we've got Adelaide this weekend. There's less than 40 tickets left. Um, and, and, and then we go Wollongong, Sydney, Newcastle, Castle and then Canberra and Aubrey and Wagga. I missed out. Yeah. They're they're even sooner. I've done it all in the wrong order. <laughs> Whatever. Check my website and more shows will be announced. Queensland and Perth are still being booked in, and um, maybe Tassie. We'll see. I don't know if there's enough demand. I'll be honest. I didn't sell that great the last time I went to Tassie, guys. So let me know if there's demand uh, for for a Tasmania show, but um. Last time was pretty grim scenes, indeed. Someone did buy a sex blow-up doll, though, so I guess that was one extra person in the audience that um, just made me horny. So that was annoying. Um, yeah, LukeHidgel.com. Now, <sighs> the shows were great on the weekend. Yeah. Very good. Um, there was a bit of a controversy afterwards in the meet and greet. I'm not exaggerating here. 15 to 20 people came up to me in the meet and greet to tell me that my fly was undone the entire show. Now, I hate zipper controversies. It, it's rude on two parts. It's rude that everyone just was staring at my dick yeah. and objectifying me the whole show. That's rude. And it's really rude that no one said anything. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of just having a 20-minute conversation with someone um, and not telling them that they got something stuck in their teeth. You just go, oh, by the way, doesn't have to be a big deal. Someone could have just been like, Luke, your cock's hanging out. I'd have been like, oh, sorry. This is an all-ages show. That's inappropriate. I'll fix that. And I would have gone, boom, controversy over. Nah, everyone waited till after the show and was like, by the way, every time you went and got a drink, it was all I was looking at, <laughs> which is awesome. That's sick. So that's good. Yeah, did you bit, notice? I noticed. No, 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 no. I didn't notice until I came out from the back after the show to the meet and greet line. And there was just a bunch, you'll talk with a bunch of people and they're all just looking at your crotch. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. But that's, that's not uncommon, even if my fly is not <laughs> undone. You know, that's just, a, it's an impressive uh, th- thing. No one's ever described their cock as an impressive thing. But, um, yeah, that was pretty rough. It was only girls, by the way, who said that. No dudes. I guess dudes didn't have the confidence to be like, your cock was out. I would have appreciated if a girl I've noticed nudging her boyfriend and you need to say something, you need to yell it. So that's the rule, guys. I do have one pair of black pants um, that the fly... It comes down on. I don't know what it is. They're a bit fucked. I've got a hair tie holding them together. The button's broken. And gravity is a bitch, right? I can't really control it. You know, gravity uh, took its, I guess, you know, did its nasty work on me. And it went and just slowly fell down. It was only half undone. It was fine. But it's because I was wearing some colorful knobby underwear underneath so it really would have stuck out i was probably wearing like yellow and pinky undies underneath and then black pants it just it would have actually looked like a cock <laughs> like <laughs> it would have looked like kind of pinky skin tones um 
Jeez, that means I've got to, like, I've just outed myself as having a real yellow pink dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was annoying. A um, m- little more respect next time. So that's the rule on the rest of the tour. If you can see my willy, let me know. All right? Because I will admit, Meg did warn me about it. She goes, don't wear these pants on stage. The fly always comes down. You look ridiculous. And I go, yeah, I know, but it'll be fine. And then I tried to fix it a couple times during the day. And then I did just give up on it. So it's like 50% my fault. I knew that was going to happen. And then 50%, you know, I could have just kept on managing it throughout the show. And it could have come a bit of a joke throughout the night. But um, instead, everyone just waited till the end. And then the DMs afterwards. Some people didn't even have the confidence to tell <laughs> me in DMs. person. Yeah, I got like 20 DMs after the show. Like, hey, great show. Loved it. Also, your fly was undone the whole time. Sweet. So <laughs> everyone noticed. There was only 100 people in the room. And I reckon about 30 people contacted me about it. Either, either said it in person at the meet and greet or on Instagram. Yeah. And most people come in a group of two, which means they've talked about it. So I reckon about 80% of the crowd realized this throughout the show. So that's, that's awesome, isn't it? That's great. So um, thank you for that. Good to be back out doing shows. And uh, then afterwards we went, um, oh, also someone told me I look constipated when I smile. I have resting shit face. Think about that. Some people have resting bitch face. I have resting, I think I need a poo face, but I can't. I have resting, I need more sultanas in my diet face, which sucks. Do, do you know, do you think I have, do, I never, man, all, I get, I get messaged about it quite a bit. It's not the first time it's happened. People like when I smile in meet and greet photos, they just go, man, you look like you need a shit. I'm like, well, I don't know what you do when you shit, but I don't usually shit. <laughs> just like smile. <laughs> How do you guys poo? You just poo with your with your teeth out, do ya? <laughs> Say cheese. <laughs> you savages. So anyway, I got absolutely roasted in the DMs on the weekend. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm out here just trying to live my life, put on a great show for some regional Geelong folks, and then they all uh, mock my jeans afterwards. Fair enough, they're $30 from Cotton On, and they're literally being held together by a thread. Um, which is fair, but yeah. Um, so I have resting shit face and that's cool. And also we went out after the show cause Devlin who works for, uh, works with us on Luke and Lewis helps out at the shows and stuff. He, uh, is from the Geelong area. So he's like, mate, we need to take you out for a, just a Geelong night on the town, the most Geelong night ever. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So we got home. We probably went out at 11 yeah. like, cause after the show and stuff, you don't get back. To your accommodation to like 10.45. Quickly, you know, got changed. And then we went out and hit the town. And um, boy, oh boy. We uh, first one we went to was his old work. And we almost got him fired. Because <laughs> apparently he'd called in sick for the weekend. Yeah. And then was stupid enough <laughs> to walk into his own workplace. And be like, four beers, please. <laughs> so that was awesome. And um, then we went to this little... Like bar, I don't know if you're familiar with it. If you're in Geelong, it was called the Manhattan Bar. Um, that was great. They have this deal. It was actually a cool thing. I've never seen a bar do this. It was $10 for a shit beer and a shit shot. And 
boy, oh boy, they came through on that promise. <laughs> Very cheap, good if you want to get fucked up. Um, but boy, oh boy, the beer tasted like a burp. That's the only way I can describe it. It tasted like, you know when you, the aftertaste of munt, like when you vomited in your mouth? That's what it tasted like, the aftertaste of vomit, uh, if it was in a beer. And that was sick. And then the shot was like a concoction of all the cocktails that they'd had throughout the night, and they just put it into one shot yeah. glass, like the syrup, tequila, rum, mix of black and white spirits, just pfft. And then we, I did like four or three or something. And um, Reese was smart and didn't do one. I so did one. I, no, I did one. Oh, you did one? Did it one. was gross, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was kind of weird. And then it got worse because we kept doing it throughout the night. And then the closer it got to the bottom of their shot little thing, yeah. the stronger the tequila taste got. And um, But yeah, it was weird. I, I realized that at firstly, I'm no longer a lightweight at all. I actually think I'm a I'm close to nearing... um. No, I'm not flyweight drinker. I'm not a heavyweight though. I would say, what's the intermediate level of boxing? Middleweight. Sure, middleweight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think I'm there because I didn't wake up hungover at all. And I'm not trying to like, this is weird to flex. If you're, oh, I'm, a, I'm good at drinking. It's not a really good flex. It just means I drink too much. <laughs> it's very sad. But um, I think I had like, I worked it out. I had like over 10 drinks in like two, maybe three hours. Didn't wake up with a hangover mm. at all. Now, not that that's particularly a lot, I guess, but I mean, usually back in the day, I would have been pretty sore after that. But I guess it's because it's in a short period. Anyway, then we went out to this nightclub, uh, which is called Lammy's. And it's like, there's two nightclubs in Geelong. There's St. James, or there's three, there's Home House. And I knew it was the Cloud Nine of Melbourne, right? If you don't know Melbourne, whatever, whatever you're... Whatever your rattiest club is in your city, it was that one. Because I walked past it and there's one called Home House and it just had this guy with a snapback on the front, like a picture of DJ. Both of them had a lip ring and like still rocking that kind of fuckboy straightened but gelled side fringe, which is bizarre. It's so aggressively 2008. And I've said it once in this podcast and I'll say it again. DJs need to move on. <laughs> 2010 happened. It was fine. It was, you know, there was no Olympics, but there was a lot of shitty music. And then we moved on and then they didn't. And they were like, going to keep the lip ring in for another 11 years. You know this lip ring? I'm going to ride it out for a decade. It's not a phase, mum. It's a fucking shit lifestyle. So that's what that club was. But we went to this underground one called Lammy's. And um, it was a den, not going to lie. I did like they had lambs on the walls. That was a nice touch, (laughs) I guess. They're called Lammy's. I get it. Just had some baby sheep around the place. Um Clubbing in regional areas is great. It's It was too loud, of course, but that's just me being an old loser. Like, me and Reese were there like, I don't know about this. <laughs> oh, they haven't even played one bloody song with lyrics in it yet. This is, I don't know. And then um, there, there was pool tables in a club, which you yeah. don't really see in Melbourne clubs, which is cool. Um, and then they had this drink. Uh, Devlin's like, man, you need to try this drink. Like, it's the most Geelong drink ever. It's a staple of this club. It's a it's a $10 cocktail. It wasn't a cocktail. Uh, but again, 
calling it, they just call anything with juice in it a cocktail. <laughs> you know, they'd be like, oh, have you turned this new cocktail? It's called a Ribena. You'd be like, okay, cool, dude. <laughs> um, so he's like, you got to try this cocktail. It's called a Mario Kart. And I was like, what? He's <laughs> like, yeah, man. He's like, can I have two Mario Karts? And you were smart. And you were like, I'll just get a beer. Yeah. And you're, you know, good on you. You bought a Furfy in Geelong, yep. supporting local business in the local town it's from. But uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, dude, I got to have whatever this Mario Kart thing is called. And when he said it, it shocked me that the bartender didn't laugh. A grown man was like, can I have two Mario Karts? Imagine if I just walked up to a bar. I'm like, yeah, and also grab a couple of Banjo-Kazooies. <laughs> Get me a golden eye and um, one Smash Bros, please. <laughs> what? And I was like trying to think. I was like, what's in a Mario Kart? And what does a Mario Kart make you do? Does If you drink like three Mario Karts, does it make you hate all your friends and throw a Wii controller across the room, right? Because cause you did Rainbow Road, right? Or does it make you feel like you're on a Rainbow Road? You know, just that's the vibe. Or is it full of that fucking squished up banana that you skid on, you know? Or is it full of mushrooms? I had no idea what this drink was. Turns out, I think it's just tequila and apple juice or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it had nothing to do with Mario Kart. So, guys, a little <laughs> underwhelming. When I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I had a sip of it. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Yeah, it was delicious. Um, and then we hit the dance floor. And this was my favorite part <laughs> because I've never seen Reese be more uncomfortable <laughs> in my life. I just go... You are pretty out of your comfort zone. And then he was, this is how out of his comfort zone he was, that he went, oh, get fucked. And then like an hour later in the car, I was like, no, look, you're right. I was pretty out of my comfort zone, but I was so out of my comfort zone that I wasn't in the position to admit that at the time. You were so off it. And, and he was really like, and I, and I appreciate the effort. I think you thought you had to, I didn't care if you danced or not. I didn't want to be the guy who'd be like, no, nah, guys. Yeah, I thought true. I'd just get amongst it. True, because Devlin had like met some two Geelong dudes that like yeah. he knew and whatever. And then they started dancing with us. And then Meg wanted to dance. And then Reese was like, well, fuck it. I can't <laughs> be the guy not dancing. And Reese isn't like a dance guy. He's definitely a guy. And we've talked about this before. I yeah, think. yeah. You're like the guy on the side of the party that's like, I'll probably just chill out over here, catch up with some people, and then. I get the vibe that as people start to hit the dance floor through the evening, you just go and work your way through the people still on the side. You're still like, oh, well, I haven't spoken to the thing for a while. I'll just, just yeah. to avoid dancing. Or if your core group of friends hits the dance floor, will you go? I'll go, yeah. Yeah, but you're definitely not the instigator no. of grooves. No. No, but that's fine. And um, Reese is kind of doing these <laughs> ones. Like, I don't know how to describe it for audio listeners, but like, imagine like some white man dad dancing with like a hint of what that was your constant look yeah. in your face you're like huh? <laughs> and it was very loud and um it was good we had a bit of a boogie and um a, i would say a pretty typical geelong night out and then we went to a kebab shop and it was actually a lot of fun and it, one of those places man if you want to feel if you have any sort of tiktok or instagram Followers, I was gonna say fame, but that's completely <laughs> the wrong word. Fame is Brad Pitt. Um, if you have any type of local Australian following, like what I do, um, if you ever want to feel famous for three hours, go to a regional KFC or a regional nightclub. 
And I've said it once about regional KFCs, but it was next level. Because it was like being in a regional KFC, but everyone's drunk and dancing, mm. you know, but just as dirty. <laughs> and um, I am not going to lie. I was offended. Like it was, it's lovely when people come up to you. Oh my God. But it's never like, oh man, I love your podcast. And I'm a huge fan of Tony. It's like, are you like, are you on tech talk? Are you like, you do, um, and they don't even know how to say the word comedy. They're like, yeah. you do like funny stuff. And you're like, Yeah. Yeah, sure, and um, and th- and that's and that's what happens, and it's lovely, but it's always very offensive when people you you've just done two sold out shows, and you have a third one on sale, so there's extra room to come, and people go, man, what what the fuck are you doing in Geelong? Like, oh man, I've just done a show, and they go, what? I want to come, and then yeah, I'm like, oh man, that's, and then you, and you go, that's right, there's another one on sale, and they go, oh. I'm fucking washing my hair that night, bro. I'm going to be, I'm, I had one girl. She was like, pretty sure that's like around my mum's birthday. Sorry. <laughs> and she walked in, she's, anyway, can I get a picture of you on my Snapchat? And I was like, of course. And I'm always very nice to people, but it's so offensive how many people really like your stand up, like what you're doing. Yeah. Go and then go, I had no idea you're doing a show. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, we need a really, um, uh, switch our marketing strategy. I maybe need to start just flying in regional yeah, nightclubs. Maybe. But um, yeah, it was good. I, my new thing on a night out now is uh, when I'm introducing everyone, I'm like, oh, this is Meg and this is um, yeah, Devlin. And I was like, oh, this is Reese Maston. And I just, <laughs> I always just tell people now that Reese is Reese Maston. And no one, I, I it's a disappointing for Reese Maston, I guess, because no one's impressed by it. <laughs> But I think they're just confused because they probably like recognize the name but forget yeah, yeah. who Reese Maston is. Mm. And then I can't wait to the day when someone goes, seriously? <laughs> what? Like some girl, we're going to be like in a Rockhampton nightclub yeah. on tour and some girl's going to be like, what? Oh my God. And then like, I can't wait till someone gets a photo of, with you and then wakes up the next morning and goes, who is this guy? <laughs> and why does it say I met Reese Maston last night on my Snapchat caption? <laughs> Trust me, it's gonna happen. Yeah, because yeah. it. <laughs> it's only a half lie. You are Reese. Yeah, she's not that one. I'm not that Reese. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like if I like if you say, "Oh, you're um Luke Hemsworth," which is the third Hemsworth mm. brother. If you were like, "That's Luke Hemsworth," S- maybe someone. It's a harder sell. Yeah, you, you look at me and you're like. I don't think you're related to Thor. <laughs> you are maybe related to Spider Man. <laughs> I don't think you're related to Thor. I'm not even related to Spider Man. I'm like, I'm more likely to be like a distant relative of Paul Rudd, Ant Man. <laughs> that's that's kind of my vibe. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we are finally hit the. Oh wait, let's play the intro, ladies and gentlemen. We entered. You are now entering oh. the shred zone. Gnarly. Kickflip. Ramp. Tony Hawk. Two adults desperately trying to relive their youth. This is the Shred Zone. Zone, zone, zone. Cool echo. <laughs> Just very long intro, that one. Uh, we entered the Shred Zone and it was a lot of fun. I bought a new board during the week. I've already got a second board now. This is how into equipment I am. I am like a skater mentally, <laughs> but my ability has not yet matched how much gear I own. Um, I'm... I've got two boards. I bought a cruiser uh, during the during the week, which is cool, and it's so good. It's very smooth. 
And I uh, still got the other one. And we went to the Port Arlington skate park first. And there was this 12-year-old there. And he was sick. Like, he was actually sponsored. He'd been to Bali to shred before. Yeah. He was awesome. And he was, like, giving us tips. And he was, like, trying to teach us how to ollie. And um, then he was like, nah, man, it must be your board. It must be your board. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I don't think it's my equipment. I think it's definitely me. And he goes, nah, trust me, man. My board's easy as to ollie on. And then he gives <laughs> me his board. And, and then I watched the kid's face just go, oh, yeah, he's just real shit, huh? <laughs> I don't think I got my back my back trucks off the ground. No. Not once. Reese is good. Getting there. He, yeah, he's good at he, – you know what? Reese is a street skater. He's He can almost do a kickflip. I can get what I can land with one foot. He can land with one foot. He just needs to land with both feet. Yeah. Yeah. But I reckon by the end of the tour, Reese is going to get that kickflip down. If I do an ollie, it's going to be a miracle. <laughs> and, um, but one thing that, um, Reese lacks is that daredevil spark. I disagree. Oh, I, <laughs> no, I strongly disagree with you. There was a ramp at the skate park and Ruben did it. And I was like, okay, I can do it. And it was kind of the steepest ramp I'd ever been down. And I was like a bit worried about it. I was like, I'm not wearing a helmet. I don't want to die today. This sucks. And then I just eventually did it. But I bow, I pussed it out for fucking ages. And then uh, I do it and I go, Reese, dude, you are, you are so much better at skateboarding than me. Like just more competent on the board, less likely to fracture your skull, um, everything. <laughs> And I was like, Reese, dude, you, you literally just roll. If I can do it, you can definitely do it. And you knew that. Mm. And you were still like, nah. I, I was saving it. it for St. Leonard's. Yeah. And then we got to St. Leonard's. I was like, there's nothing to save it for there. St. <laughs> Leonard's, as we've discussed. It was harder. The St. Leonard's one. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the ramp. You should have just oh, gone down the ramp. I was going up the actual vert ramps yeah, coming but, down. Yeah, I know. But like, so, so, what, so what was the problem? I'll just yeah, <laughs> he goes to me. He's like always trying to make excuses. He just didn't want to do it. And then he goes, "Oh man, I was busy. I was like busy doing kickflips. I was like, no, you were busy telling me like, nah, nah, I'm not gonna do it. But I was going up the actual vert ramps. It's true. He can do the thing where he goes up the ramp and then switches and comes back down. I'm so scared of that. Being on two wheels while I'm on a slope, nah, no way. But I reckon by the end of the tour. But uh, yeah, anyway, then we went to the world's grimmest skate park, which we've discussed. And keep sending in your grim skate parks of the globe. Um, we could make some kind of map yeah. or something. Or like maybe some kind of, you know, attempt at a BuzzFeed article, just like ranking the top 10 grimmest skate yeah. parks or something like that. We need, to, Or maybe we make like a video if we go to a mall. We'll try and go to some around the country. Like if let us know if there's a grim skate park in Adelaide. Uh, we'll definitely check it out. This St. Leonard's one, there's two rails and one ramp about 10 centimeters high. And the concrete isn't actually smooth enough to get any speed on. No. And um, we kicked out some dude who was on rollerblades when we got there. He didn't seem very happy about it. I got out of the car and I was kind of just looking at him from across the road. And he starts looking at me and I was like, oh, what's his, is he going to stay? Because there's not much room for a lot of people no. at the skate park. It was not really a park, really. <laughs> skate more, ramp. Skate ramp. Yeah, they call it a skate ramp. And they're correct. There is one <laughs> ramp there. And um, then this guy goes, I thought he was going to bash me, dude. Like, it's very regional Victoria where you're just staring at someone. And he goes, are we in a staring contest? And I was like, uh, well, uh, no. <laughs> but, 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 but I was literally just staring at him. So I was like, maybe. <laughs> Do you want to go? But, like, not physically. Like, I will not blink, though. And... um. And he was like, what? 
He's like, are we staring? Is this a stare off? And I was like, oh, no. And everyone else is in the car, like just like waiting for me to suss out if we're going <laughs> to actually go shred on this park or not. And I was like, oh, I'm just like, like, are you, we can, we'll go, you can stay. Cause again, I'm like, this guy wants to fight me, but I don't know how he's going to do it on rollerblades. He's going to like, when we pulled up, he gave us like the biggest eye roll. Yeah. He was like, Oh, people have come to my local skate park. Dude, don't be protective over one rail or two rails and a ramp. Um, and anyway, then we shredded there for a bit. The guy left. Thank God. Cause man, it would have been pretty embarrassing like if the podcast this week was titled Luke got bashed by someone on rollerblades. <laughs> it's like, fuck. He really um really lost that one. So anyway, yeah, it was sick. It ended up being like a real fun weekend. So thanks for coming out too long. Adelaide is this weekend. As I said earlier, there's still tickets to the shows, but we're going to be hanging out there for a couple of days beforehand. So um yeah, let us know what touristy stuff there is to do in Adelaide. Because honestly, I don't, I don't know how much there is. I feel like there's more to do in Geelong. But um yeah. It was sick. Oh, Reese, I wanted yep. to tell you about this. I was in the city. This was like probably a couple of weeks ago on one of the last nights of the comedy festival. Yep. I saw one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I <laughs> I saw a man skateboarding in a wheelchair. How? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was a guy, at first I was just like, oh, guy in a wheelchair. And then I just hear... And he's just done a kickflip, but like he's sitting, but it's, and now I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick. Okay. And you're probably thinking like, Luke, how can a guy in a wheelchair skateboard? I was thinking the same thing, right? I'm not being a dick. This is the most accurate way to describe what he did. He was using a real skateboard kind of as a tech deck <laughs> with his feet. Yeah. So instead of, you know, when you did it in your fingers as a kid, you just like, and you're not really, it's not that hard because it's just that. He was stationary, just with his feet, kind of just kick flipping about, doing some pop shovets, yeah. like switching the board around. <laughs> and then he would just kind of like, and then because he had a little bit of movement in one of his legs, he wasn't, he was mainly pushing with his wheelchair. So he was like pushing with his wheelchair or with his arms and then had his feet on the skateboard. Yeah. So he was kind of skating like, he just wasn't doing the traditional sense of standing. He was, he was, you know, it wasn't horizontally skating. I guess sit down skating. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And this is like in the CBD, yeah. like right next to the Forum in Melbourne. Just like I'm walking down like Flinders Street and this guy's just like shredding it up a storm and he's by himself. I was like, this dude must just come out here and shred every day. Yeah. What a sick dog. <laughs> So, um, yeah, big. if you guys wanted some shred inspo, all right, anyone been like, oh, I don't know about this. Can we talk about what's up with um the 90s and the early 2000s just being back now? Because I feel like everyone's skating again. Yeah. But I feel like maybe that's why I thought of it because I saw a bunch of – I don't think so. And like everyone I was, remember around, I see people skating, they always have like the 90s dress style. Yeah, everyone, like, and even the girls, like, uh, my makes friends when, like, I went out with a bunch of makes friends for one of their birthdays, and all her friends who are girls are, like, dressed like they're in a Fast and Furious film. Like, and we've just watched the Fast and Furious films again, and the fashion is hilarious. And I was like, wait, this is how all your friends dress. You know, yeah. like, that real, like, they've got, like, flares, and, you know, it's like, 
crazy thick belts that yeah. like Lizzie McGuire used to wear. <laughs> just and it's like all back. And then the guys are like walking around the city during the comedy festival. Seems to be so many poor, so many more people skateboarding. And I feel like we didn't. I don't think we started this whole arc and skateboarding journey. Because of that, we used to talk about it quite a lot. We did, yeah. For like six months. Like, we'd yeah. be like, we should skate. And this was ages ago. This was like probably mid last year during yeah, COVID. Yeah. Because we were playing, I think it started because I was just playing Tony Hawk a lot. Yeah. The game. And I was as well, yeah. And then we are both just playing the game a lot. And then we are like, oh, he was like, I used to skate. And I was like, oh, I did it for a summer. It would be fun to get back into. And now it seems like it's just become this massive mm. trend. And it's not, the 2000s wasn't a period that's like, fondly remembered as particularly cool. No. Like when you watch like a Fast and Furious film and you see Ludacris with an afro <laughs> wearing like white overalls, you don't think like, fuck dude, that comb in his pocket, that's awesome. <laughs> Not at all. It's just like, it was one of those weird periods where it was like the future at the time. Yeah. They were like trying to be the what... They were kind of just trying... Like, they put neon under their cars, but it, it, it didn't matter because like, they just invented neon. You know mm. what I mean? They're like, you can put it under your car. Yeah. It's like, now everyone's like, why would you do that? That's so dumb. But it was just this weird phase where, yeah, I guess Limp Biscuit were cool, yeah. which is fucking wild. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm going to cop shit again. I tried System of a Down on uh, Luke and Lewis the other day, and uh, everyone got so angry. Because I just said their music sucked, and then uh, I was just saying it just so we get comments, and because uh, you know you got to play the game, and um, I'd never, I've never even heard one of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> I, Chop Suey. Well, yeah, and then I'm people like, what about Chop Suey? And I was like, oh yeah, that one where it's like, yeah, do that whole period in the early 2000s, and it might make some old people mad. Probably just Whitey and like three other ancient people from my Discord. But that whole period in like the 2000s of like, I think it's called New Metal. Yeah, New Metal. Yeah. It's like kind of what Linkin Park came out of. Yeah. But I guess like they were probably influenced by like, I don't know, like bands like, was it like Korn? Korn, And like yeah. Slipknot, yeah, Slipknot, System of a Down, I guess Limp Bizkit were in this kind of poppy part of it. It was just like weird, like where they're like, like pop punk was always like fun. And like Blink-182 were like very self-aware and silly and yep. stuff. And then like, there was this other thing like where, you know, why do all the basis of those bands have a goatee, you know? And then why do all their fans dress like the bassist? <laughs> you go to like, you launch like an old, you know, like music festival clip of system of a down. And it's a bunch of like dudes wearing like iron maiden t-shirts, yeah. but then they've got like some two thousands energy to them as yeah, well. Yeah. still like that. Like I've been to a Slipknot concert and people are like, that's so funny to me. Like, I don't know that, that that's just so funny. Is that not hilarious? Just a bunch of dudes like going, we're not really tough enough to do a wall of death, but I will like, you know, punch you in the face to chop suey. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway. Um, I just feel like the two thousands is back. Yeah. In culture. And I don't know if it's good. <laughs> like, I guess it's cool. It's I think it's TikTok. Because, like, it's almost like these kids coming up now, like, what, they're 16 and stuff. They weren't born in the 90s. Not that I particularly was a 90s kid. I hate when people my age go, I'm a 90s kid. I'm like, dude, I was four in 2000. <laughs> I'm not a 90s kid. I don't remember anything from the 90s. Yeah. At all. I have no, I don't think I, I have like three memories from the nineties. One of them was juggling with my grandma 
right? One of them was like, you know, sitting on my friend's head with a beanbag in kindergarten. That probably would have been in 2000 anyway or 99. I don't have three. I have like four memories from that decade. You can't be like, I'm a 90s kid. <laughs> but um, yeah, you were born in 97, weren't you? No, 96. Oh, you were the same age? I'm just six months month, older. Yeah. Six I'm, months, I'm, yeah, six months younger. Yeah, 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 yeah cool. Um, I always forget yeah, this. Always forget. Not even, it's like three months. <laughs> yeah, July, yeah. Yeah, July, it's not. I'm always like, man, I'm so mature. <laughs> you know, I'm not, you're way more mature than me. But, um, and what was I saying? Oh, yeah, anyway, whatever. It's just like, I feel like it's on TikTok now, that really dictates trends and culture. Anyway, I don't know what where I'm going with this, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, Reese is like, move on, champ. <laughs> it's we're we're done here. All right, your trash system of a down, and now uh, the podcast is going down, just like the prices at Coles. Um, by the way, we don't hit the uh, content quota today. The, uh, sorry, hippo eating a watermelon. I kept saying watermelon in the hippo. <laughs> the hippo eating a watermelon is the jackpotted uh, safety net today. But I don't think we'll need it because I've had a busy bloody week. Um, Reese, Yes. Haven't told you about this yet. And everyone listening, get these guys. I, um, I got sent a pretty saucy offer into my Instagram DMs during the week. And now I've got a few saucy offers in the past. I've uh, been asked for foot pics before. A um, couple of just, you know, cheeky fans trying to get a bit of kidge up them. And you can't blame them, can you? But this one came in from an Instagram account called... Oh, I probably shouldn't say that, maybe. Maybe beep that. Okay. <laughs> um, and he follows me and... Pretty simple, four words. But the four horniest words I've ever read were DM to me. Sell your used socks, question mark. Now, at first, I laughed it off, didn't reply. Then I thought, this is pretty funny. <laughs> so I reply with, how much for? What's the going rate for a used sock? <laughs> what do you reckon it would be? Because oh. they've replied this morning. I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. $30 a pair. Now I'm trying to figure out, <laughs> I guess, how high my standards are. Yeah. You know, what's I'm trying to now, I've never thought about this. I've never looked at one of my socks that was about to be put in the washing machine. I've never been like, hmm, what would that go on the horny black market? Mm. Never thought about it before. But um, I don't know. Now... Pros and cons. Pro of me sending him a thirty dollar pair of my ear socks. Pro, pretty funny. <laughs> and now that's the main reason. I'm not gonna lie, I can't really think of another good reason. Um con, he's probably gonna jack it <laughs> to my used socks. <laughs> and by the way, you can um you can have a scroll through, we won't put these uh pictures in, but this account um that I was sent by is just a man sniffing socks. 
This guy's in it. And then there's even, he has custom socks that say sniff me underneath <laughs> in one of the photos. <laughs> so yeah, guys, maybe let me know what you think I should do during the week. Should I give this guy the pleasure of getting a Kijil used sock? Um, there's one right there. It's Is he in Adelaide? Oh, no. Maybe I'll <laughs> wait till after I've been there on the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. They've said where they're from. Yeah, okay. Bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> bit, w- would bit. you sell your socks? No. Why not? Just don't, don't need to. <laughs> You don't need it. Oh, you cashed up. Right. Yeah. Some of us. <laughs> some of us had a bloody rough year last year with a pandemic, mate. And uh if I can sell my used socks, you know, make a bit of coin, make a young man happy. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? You know, but I should I and I also I'm trying to work out is like if is it can I charge him double if I go for a run in him? <laughs> yeah, like how like, long does he have to wear him for? Yeah. Does he like is is it the grosser the better? Like, should I really sweat him up, mm. or should I just put him on for ten minutes and then put him in a postage <laughs> bag? I don't really know. Like, if anyone knows anyone with like, it's not even really a foot fetish, is it? It's like a a used sock fetish. And I've been talking a lot about um, fetishes in my show this year because I have a bit about when the fog bit is actually largely about fetishes, right? A bit yeah. of a spoiler. But um, so I, I've been hearing about and finding out about a lot of kinks that people are into across the tour, which has been fun, but also very strange mm. every night going, what? People are into that. And it may, it's made me feel very vanilla, you know? As a man that just enjoys boobs and vagina, I feel like a fucking vanilla <laughs> person when I like hear all these things. And everyone's like, "What? You don't like being made into a kebab?" Yeah, yeah, we've got that a few times. Yeah, we get very similar ones at my shows. We've got kebab a few times, um, bananas. Yeah, I've got bananas. A lot of people like bananas, and that was in the last YouTube clip. But anyway, so um, let me know if what I should do, uh, or we could do like a used sock drive. And maybe sell them all as a bundle. Ooh, yeah. You know, I don't really want to be collecting my fans' <laughs> used socks. Actually, no, scrap that idea, guys. We're not doing it. Um, but maybe if the guy's interested, I could I could tee him up. Like, I could be like his sock pimp. <laughs> <laughs> and I could like tee him up with new clients, you know. Yeah. If, you know, a few people are unemployed right now. You know, a lot of people that come to my shows are very unemployed. <laughs> uh, seems like the vibe. So, um. Yeah, just like I could, I could help make you a few bucks. Just gotta get on a Kmart, buy a fresh pair of sockies, you know, run around in them, and maybe I could like label them as like you know, went for a run in these ones, had a shred. Who knows? But um, yeah, make sure you beep their name out, please. That's um pretty rude, you know. They yeah, they, yeah. they may want to be an anonymous you sock person, but um, yeah, great. Uh, guys, something bad happened to me. Not that, by the way. That was sick. Um, something <laughs> that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Um, what uh, happened to me? Oh, yeah. I was driving home from my shows one night, and I didn't get to talk about this last week because we did Jared's episode, which, by the way, I got so much good feedback. Thank you all very much for listening to the Jared episode. Uh, you guys seem to love it, so that's so cool to hear. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go listen. It was uh, one of the best episodes we've done in ages. So, um. Yeah, what was I going to... Oh, yeah. I was turning out like a busy street. If you know, it's like Victoria Parade in Melbourne onto Hoddle Street. And um, car just went 
up my up the back of me like I'm stationary still. It was 100% not my fault. I'm still just with my indicator on ready to turn left and then she just crashed and the whole car lurches forward. Some car's gone up me probably at about 40 kilometers an hour. Like it was pretty bad and the dent in the back of my car is huge. And then I went, oh shit. And I was like, man, you're right. You know, it was one of the ones where we both lurched forward. Like if we hadn't been wearing a seatbelt, I would have like ended in the fucking steering wheel. And, um, I, I went to like turn down on the road and then went to pull over and then realized that the car did like, wasn't going to pull over. They just sped off. So I like, I felt like I was in like real life need for speed. I then started chasing them down the front, like the, the busy street to get there. Like in a safe way. I was going the you speed limit. Did you channel your inner Vin Diesel? <laughs> I mean a little bit because we just started watching the Fast and Furious franchise because Megan never seen it. So uh, yeah, but then I reminded how Paul Walker actually died. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I should just go 70. Um, and I was kind of just like lane hopping a bit to try and get there. Red John, Meg was like, hang on, like slow down, slow down. All right, I get it. And then... We eventually, we think we got the right cars, Reggio or whatever. And then I just forgot to call the cops anyway, because I'm pretty lazy. But uh, how rude is that? They're driving a BMW. They go up a 2004 Subaru Impreza. Okay, you can afford it. It's in a BMW. It would have cost you like whatever your excess is, which is bullshit. So um, now I just have a fucked car. I mean, it was already getting pretty bad, my car. But now the boot is just completely dented in. And it's definitely going to cost me like a probably a couple grand to fix the back of my car. And I'm just not gonna. That's the phase I'm at with this car. I feel like I'm just going to run it into the ground. I think I bought it for like eight, $9,000 like when I was 18. I'm not going to like spend $2,000 to get it fixed. Like what? what's the point of that? I might as well just put that towards a new car. So um, guys, that's my story. Don't, yeah, I wrote down um, BMW fuckstain was, was my <laughs> note. And uh, I was pretty angry. I'm not going to lie. That's what it says on the whiteboard, and that's how I feel. So what a dog. I mean, we called that one dude that time on the podcast. Yeah. Um, That I wasn't – yeah, that I didn't – what was that guy? Oh, yeah, he, he crashed into me once, but then he never really paid me anyway. So um, this person didn't even pull over. Don't be that person. If you go up someone – don't be like, oh, I'm going to save a couple grand. It's so fucking annoying. I always, one time, I, I think I've, it's only ever happened once. I did go up the back of someone just when I got my license and I did cop like two grand fixing mine in their car. But you just got to do it, man. It's part of life. I don't want to just screw some like, I was like some single mom with her kids. If I'd have sped off in that scenario, it would have been the dickest move ever. Um, so yeah, guys. If you drive a BMW, you're probably a fuck stain. <laughs> that was unnecessarily aggressive <laughs> to a lot of innocent people there. <laughs> That's what you get. You know, you've been grouped into now with people that don't pull over. So that's dog. Um, I bet you the same dude that doesn't pull over also doesn't pull out. Mm. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> or as a girl, I don't know. Fuck them. You know what? We're not gendering anyone here. Anyone can be a fuck stain. Um, this was embarrassing. Hang on, what time are we up to? You have got okay, fifteen minutes. All right, well, we'll we'll have to end it with your stand up bit. Oh, that's about so, to uh, on. Oh, <laughs> should we not end it with that? Stand-up? No, if you want to, you know. <laughs> um, I got one more story. So, as people know, and I've talked about it a little bit on this podcast, and on Luke and Lewis, um, the toilet light in our unit has been broken for about a month now. 
one month of dark poos. It's very miserable. Uh, Reese has been staying over. You've probably had many dark wees. Yeah. It's I've pretty annoying. I've got a hectic aim going. Yeah, you just have to kind of use your phone light or turn on the bathroom light and leave the door open. There's no, you know, there's no real way of going about it. It's mainly a phone light situation in there. And it's pretty grim, but we eventually contacted the landlord. This was after like probably three and a half weeks of just not dealing with it at all. We were, and then he came over and then... He came over for that and it's, he's like, fine, all right, we'll get an electrician. Still hasn't been fixed. It's still dark. I think it's nearing week five at the moment and um, that's fine. And then the driveway is a bit messed up as well. I, I, my car keeps bottoming out on it. Every time we left for the show during the festival, everyone in the car would just be like, and then my car would go, <laughs> and then it just goes, dung as it comes out. And that's every time I come into and leave my house, it just fucks out the bottom of my car. The resale on my car at this point is going to just be the scrap metal. <laughs> it'll be maybe $800. Um, it'll be pretty grim because I've just really driven this car quite literally into the ground every single day. And then we were also like, oh, come over and... um. The, our, our heat is not working. You know, we haven't used it all summer. It was finally getting a little bit cold again. That's what happens uh, mid-April, May in Australia. Starts getting chilly again. So we went to bust out the old heater the other night. wasn't working. The pilot light would go on and then the fan would just turn off. Like it would start warming up and then it would go and just turn off. I was like, this is crazy. And I, and I was like to the guy, and this, you know, and I'm the man of the house, right, which is embarrassing for our house. That because there's really Meg's probably the man of the house. She she's probably a better handyman than me. I'm pathetic, but I still have that part of me as a male. I don't know what it is. It's some caveman instinct where of a guy who comes around to do handyman, you have to kind of stand next to him and be like, oh yeah, oh, I would have done that, but I just you know like you have to sit there and justify t- to yourself and the guy why you aren't good at being a, um, a typical man. And um, this guy came around and I was like, yeah, look, man. And I was real proud of myself because I'd, <laughs> I'd taken off the lampshade, like the light cover in the light. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've already taken the light off. And he's like, did, did it just unscrew? And I go, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but I had to stand on a chair. So <laughs> that's something. And um, he's like, okay, great. And then he's like, where is it? And I was like, oh, shit, I've lost it. <laughs> and then um, he gets out of the thing and I'm like, yeah, so like my car, you know, the driveway and I'm doing the manly thing of like, you know, like obviously I, I can just put a bit of concrete there and he's like, oh no, you'd actually need the concrete over that side. I was like, oh yeah, 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 no, you're right. I'll, I'll let you do it. You're a tradie. <laughs> he's a tradie and like a proper man's man as well. Like he, he did the driveway. Um, he probably built the house. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, gets to the heater and I go, mate, <sighs> tell you what, I've, I've bloody tried everything. I just... I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what we can do. Like I've just, you know, I, I've the pilot lights on. I've tried a bunch of different stuff, and uh, and he goes, yeah, right. So he did it. He puts it on, and then and then it, sure enough, it turned off. And I go, see, it just turns off. I, it, the thing's screwed. And he looks kind of down on the ground. and He goes, just try plugging the power plug in, and it's just dangling on the ground. And I went, no, ah. Uh, I didn't know it was electric. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, what? So you, it's, so se- it was like, it's 7 p.m. You've kind of maybe come around mainly to fix the heater. Have a look at the light. Breath, have a look at the oven. It's just not plugged in. And I went, yeah. 
And Meg's looking at me like, you are a pathetic man. Like Meg's just going like, oh, like, yeah, we must have. Meg's trying to like make excuses for me. And I'm like, just stop. All right, this is embarrassing <laughs> for both of us. All right, we just have to plug it in. And then on Luke and Lewis, I I started blaming you, um, which I didn't mean to. Lewis was like, Lewis was like, why did you even unplug your heater? And I go, because like Reese works near the heater. And during summer, he would have just plugged his computer into that. And um, so I fully blame you. Yeah. Yeah. So next time landlord comes, I'm like, sorry, man. I'm, oh, this guy I have is constantly unplugging the heater. I remember doing it. It was 100% me. <laughs> but um, so that's that's how I'm going. I just wish I was that guy. I'm not yeah. the manly guy. I'm just, I'm, I'm a bit of fun to be around. I'm a lot of fun. But if you have a problem with your heater, I'm not your man. All right. If you need a problem with your driveway or your, or your toilet light, I'm just going to probably uh, put it off for a month. So, um, all right, Larice, last week you had, um, well, I set you a challenge over you the did. festival because we were just talking about it in the car a bunch. And I was like, do you think you could write a bit of stand up comedy if you tried? Uh, and you were like, oh yeah, no, I reckon I could. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. You don't have, like have to perform it live, but just like, come up with a concept and I guess write out a bit and then just perform the bit as you would on the podcast and people get to hear Reese's, should we say attempt? It's yeah, we'll go attempt, yeah. Attempt, okay. And by the way, you could have done it two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. And you went, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to work on this for another two weeks. We're out in Geelong and he goes, I haven't worked on it yet. <laughs> he goes, I probably... Finished it off this morning. <laughs> okay, all right. You didn't really utilize the, the two weeks as much no. as you could have. But I've got my notes. My- oh, you've written it all out. Yeah. Damn, it feels like I've made you go and do homework. <laughs> That's almost like an essay. All right, so do you want to? Do you want me to like announce you onto stage? Okay. Uh, no, I can just read it out. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll, we're gonna do it officially. All right, guys. <clears throat> all right, I'm your MC for this evening. Welcome to the uh, comedy show. Tonight is a pro comedy night. Bunch of great acts on uh, this first act. You guys are gonna love him. I've been working with him for ages. He's a great act. Uh, He's uh, you may know him from the uh, Luke Kijalawa. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Reese Hawker. Woo! Thank you. Alrighty. <laughs> so working for a comedian has its pros and cons. Some of the pros: you have a new, you have a unique job, you get to make fun content, and you get to travel around. Cons: people, some people struggle to understand what you do for work, and of course, you can become the butt of a joke. That was a laugh. That's good. <laughs> but one of the big cons of working for a comedian is that you can never have a LinkedIn profile. True. <laughs> you know, LinkedIn is, it import, is important these days. It's like Facebook for the business world. People use it to make connections, find jobs, and share their work and projects. I could never share my work on LinkedIn. Like, imagine <laughs> me sharing my work on LinkedIn to my business connections. Like, hey, I'll, I'll post it. I'll be like, hey, guys, here's a podcast clip I just edited. It's about if the Avengers hypothetically had an orgy. Hope you like it. <laughs> That's good. People on LinkedIn would be like, what the fuck? I came here to see the latest marketing news, not a video on what it would be like if Hulk, Captain America, and Ant-Man fucked. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's like a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud. <laughs> well done. Reese Hawker, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's not bad. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. 
Yeah. Because when we asked Keelan to do it, he just said stolen D's nuts jokes and then kind of half-assed told a story about him wanking on a floor. Yeah. And um, you've actually gone away and been like... No, because how I came up with the thing was some of my mates were talking, they were all on like LinkedIn and they were talking about it and I just came up with... They were asking oh, yeah, what, you couldn't post yeah, they, it. They were just like, oh, why don't you have an account? I'm just like, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have a LinkedIn account no. either. Yeah, my brother does it. So he's very in that world of like, yeah. oh man, it's all about networking, LinkedIn... And I was like, dude, if I had a LinkedIn, yeah, it'd be literally like that. It's like, <laughs> he's my latest dick yeah. joke. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's a good premise. Damn, Reese. <laughs> I'm impressed. Well, uh, give it up for Reese, everybody. Um, I mean, we could do, I don't know who needs to hear this, but six I. Six and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think we just. Do you want me to read it, this chicken email we got? Sure. I mean, I was just going to throw to the throw to the hippo, but. Oh. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay. All righty. We have, Reese really wants to read this email. <laughs> so this is from Zach. He says, G'day Luke, got a chicken story that might add at least 45 seconds of content to the next episode. Great. My missus has always been a bit of a country farm type despite us living in the middle of Sydney and I recently think she's had a midlife crisis at 26. She's brought eight chickens for our backyard. Basically our- Hang bed- on, do they live in like the suburbs? Yeah. They've got eight chickens? Yeah, she brought eight chickens. Oh yeah, just by Porsche, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Basically, our bedroom backs backs right onto the, ch- the backyard where the chickens are. And a few weeks ago, we were doing the deed. And right as I was about to bust, I hear some clucking noises. <laughs> I look out the window and all the chickens are just, all the, and the chickens are all just staring. Didn't realize I had an audience. Oh. <laughs> Don't know how I feel about this now. Don't know whether I want to be the next adult chicken entertainer. You know what they say though, when you're about to nut, you don't want to be, you don't want to hear a cluck. Keep that is what work. they say. <laughs> when you are about to nut, you don't want to hear a cluck. And this is a, no pun intended, but he has been literally (laughs) cock-blocked. That's great. Man. I mean, not for him. No. It's great for everyone else. So, um, yeah, that's why you don't buy chickens if you live in the suburbs. Eight, especially. (laughs) Don't buy chickens, I guess, if they're near where you fuck. It should be a rule. Mm. Or any animal. Even like, um, you know, even like a... I don't want to get graphic, but like we used to kick Meg's dog out. Yeah. You know, if it was around that time and it looks like things were going to progress to, mm. to, um, yeah, you know, we, I didn't want the dog in there and Meg didn't have a problem with it. Like she was like, Oh, but he's just asleep. Like, and I was like, it's, I don't care. Yeah. Like it's weird. <laughs> it's, yeah. She's like, yeah. he doesn't know what's happening. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a really assuming that he's like, I don't care if he knows. I don't want, it's distracting. I don't want to hear a wolf, you know, <laughs> when I spoof. <laughs> so it's the same thing. You don't want to hear a cluck when you're not. I don't mm. want to hear a wolf when I spoof. Yeah. And it's just, that's what it is. So I would say that's a, a good rule for anyone. All right. Don't root around your pets. And I know some people do it. I know some people don't care. Like their cats in the room. Ah, fuck it. I know, I know for a fact. Do you have pets? Yeah, I got a dog. Would you? No. No. Do you get changed in front of it? Not really, no. Yeah, I guess like, but I guess it's not that weird, like getting changed in front of it. It's not like really, yeah. it's not sexual. It's just like, well, whatever, you know, but it's still weird. I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not about that. Um, Just, I would say this is a good rule for life. Don't, <laughs> I can't believe I have to say this. Don't get your pets involved in during sex. In during sex? During, <laughs> during the, the clucking and the fucking, right? He really missed, I don't know, a good opportunity of when I fuck, I don't want to hear a cluck. Mm. But that's okay. He, he went with nut. Yeah. But um, Zach, 
thoughts and prayers go out to your brother. Uh, no one should have to bust a nut and then make eye contact with a chicken. And uh, or eight chickens. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we probably should have played the personal chicken vendetta. Yeah, but is it a vendetta? He hasn't stated if it is. Maybe he liked it. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Personal uh, chicken erections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been a naughty chicken. Great. Um, that is the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you very much for shooting in. These shows are on sale, lukehidgel.com. The tour has been unreal, um, selling like crazy, which is, as I think I've said, like already more. I think I said this last week. I think I've sold already more tickets than I did on my entire last tour already for the shows, which is unbelievable. So thank you very much. Uh, not that I particularly care about that, but it's just like so cool to perform the show to way more people, uh, which is very, very cool indeed. So keep telling your friends. And um, it's been a blast this week, Adelaide. And um, I guess without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for, for the last how long? Uh, two and a half. You're bloody welcome. People have been looking forward to this. Yeah. We have been sent so many submissions yeah, of animals eating food that um, I, I'm convinced you guys actually don't want to listen to me anymore. <laughs> you just want to hear the end of the podcast. Uh, very mixed response after shows. Some people loving the animal mm. ASMR at the end. Yeah. Some people fucking hating it in traffic. But uh, you know what? This is a controversial podcast and I'm a comedian and sometimes you got to take risks. Yeah. And this isn't the funniest bit in the world, but it is a bit. So... <laughs> You know what? I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Enjoy a hippo eating a watermelon for the next two minutes. See ya. Hi, <laughs> again. はい、あげます。はい、あげます。